I'm Tom Cavanaugh, and you're listening to the Flash Podcast. And welcome back to the Flash Podcast, your podcast for all things related to CW's The Flash, starring Gwen Gustin as Barry Allen slash The Flash. I want to be your host, NB, as always. And with me, first of all, are my fabulous co-hosts, Amy and Marie, and Lauren Galloway, also known as Hype Gal. So how are you guys doing today? Great. Thanks, Andy. We're doing fantastic. Pronunciation-wise, it's actually Hip Gal, well, just I... because my last name is pronounced Hip Naroski, and hers is Galloway. Okay, so you I'm... put them together, and you get hip gal. Hip gal. We, we need well, like a stinger at the end of that. Well, God forbid that I'm only human. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, what they said. And also, with uh, he's also pretty fabulous. He's been now on the podcast for the last few weeks, and he is uh, one of the hosts of DCL Access and Geek History Lessons. And he is Mr. Jason Emma. So, Jason, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? I am enjoying all the art deco-ness of my entire apartment on Earth, too. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but before we get to this amazing episode, we have some brief flashes to discuss. Um, we have a returning villain coming to the show, but not in the way that you would expect. So, TV Line reported yesterday that Animientes is coming back to the Flash as Pied Piper, but, and here's the little thing that I think uh, Amy's going to get a little kick out of. In episode 17, which, which episode he's going to show up in, Barry is going to go back into an alternate timeline. Featuring the Pied Piper, so and that's all they would say. But so we we won't see him in the present unless they 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 surprise it in some what some way. But yeah, in episode seventeen called Flash Dash Back, we were gonna see Barry go back to an alternate timeline featuring the Pied Piper, and um, and I know there was I think there was a set photo uh, when Barry was in his old Flash costume, so that kind of explains it all. But uh, any predictions, guys, what we think this means? Uh, what do you think that's, um, this is going to be all about? I actually have none. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this would be, yeah, to be honest with you. Uh, Amy, what do you think? Because you, you know, I know you love all things alternate timelines and multiverse. So like, what do you think this could imply? Um, I, I, I honestly, I don't know, Andy. We don't have enough information. Um, <laughs> I know I'm usually the, the, the theorizer, but I am still kind of so wrapped up in everything to in earth two like my head is still <laughs> reeling about i i have been thinking since the episode ended i'm sitting here thinking so what would i be like in earth two what would i be doing in earth two in earth two and so i've just been earth two earth two earth two and i can't think anything beyond <laughs> that right now amy i, I don't I, I just to be just so i'm sure what you're saying are you just thinking about earth two right now is I am slightly obsessed with Earth. Too. Slightly, you know, it's a, it's a good thing to be obsessed about. Um, Lauren, do you feel the same way, or do you have a theory to throw out there? I don't have any theories yet, but I really like Andy 
Uh, how do you pronounce his last name? I think it's Mientes. Mientes. I really, really, really like him. I think I've mentioned this before that I really enjoyed him on Smash. And it's really cool that he's on a DC show. And I think, I mean, anytime we get to see flashbacks on the show are really fun. And, you know, whether it's Barry going back in time and he's going to meet this character or we just get to see more of that character's backstory. The synopsis didn't really say, but um, I think it'll be, it'll be great to see him on the show again. Yeah, no, I, I love the Pipe Piper and I, um, yeah, so the more we can get of him, the better. And, um, and before we get to this week's episode, uh, the ratings came in for this amazing episode aired this week and it's a season high. It drew 3.97 million viewers, you guys, almost 4 million viewers. And that's the, it's the highest they've had this season, and uh, I think one of the highest episodes in the whole series so far. And you know, I don't blame I I I, I don't blame people because this was one of the most hyped episodes of all time. And hopefully, you know, Earth, you know, the next week's episode, which is part two of the Earth Two crossover, will be almost even higher. So, but with all that said, let's kick into this discussion. And because she's the queen of all the she's the queen of the multiverse, we're gonna let let Amy kick this off. <laughs> well, we got to go to Earth Two this episode. I know how stoked we all were that we got a chance to go. So I figured we'd break it down into kind of a couple different aspects. So first off, let's go around the table and share our favorite thing about the world of the Earth 2. Not the characters, not the doppelgangers, but the actual world. What did you guys think about how different Earth 2 was and that kind of steampunk almost vibe that it had? Uh, Lauren, you first. I absolutely love the the whole landscape of Earth 2. I think it's absolutely beautiful. My favorite time period is the 50s. And I know that um, the costume designers and the set designers have talked about they wanted to give Earth 2 that very Art Deco, very 50s look. And I think it was absolutely beautiful to see it in that kind of yellow wash of light. And just I thought the outfits are really classy. And I love seeing the technology. And it really echoes back to just like a, a time past like a really classic time but it also has technology that they don't have yet on earth one so it was this really cool dynamic of looking at the future and the past at the same time i think earth two in terms of the design uh yeah it's, it's very again it's very art deco it's it's very interesting um and i think that leads credence to like a theory that i i introduced to you guys i think one of the first times i came on the flash podcast where i had the idea that what if world war ii lasted way longer on this earth than it did on our earth so that mm-hmm. Jay could have fought in World War II because for me seeing that world and seeing that design um, of course uh, different technologies would advance at different times but it's not a technology it's the design it's the feeling of stuff and that tells me that there must have been a long period of time where this world had to deal with something else and really couldn't worry about design and I, I kind of wonder, like, ah, is this was there a twenty year World War Two? And like, you know, I don't know. I thought it was fascinating, and it brings up. I, I love mul- that's the best thing about multiverse storylines is trying to figure out, okay, where is where was the left turn? Mm-hmm. Where's the divergence point? Mm-hmm. I love that it was so time. It felt like it was timeless. That it was a little bit of the past, the present, and the future all in one setting. Um. You know, I, I love that it was this advanced look to it, but everyone kind of dressed a little bit old-fashioned. So um, I always like when a show can manage to do that well. Um, you know, and I know that's something I know Gotham has done, tried to do like a lot, and so I'm trying to be time timeless and so on. But 
this did you know flash did it so much better and um so yeah i know like i i just kept sitting there at one point thinking you know, like i what if we just had like an earth 2 tv show and like we just watched this every single week um CW, I'm just saying, if you need any ideas, call me. But I, I I, just love the design of it all and so on. And, like, I know, like, they must have saved, like, a t- big part of their budget for this, uh, for, for this episode, next week's episode. And, um, no, like, it was... I, I love when we get... That's that's why I love TV shows like The Flash, where we can get things like this, uh, going to different Earths and seeing, like, how fundamentally different a world can look like. And... So yeah, no, I I love the whole design of it all. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I it reminded me of the alternate universe on Fringe to a certain extent, kind of that classy futuristic aspect, very steampunk, very uh, the class of the olden days with the prospect of the future. I really enjoyed seeing this universe. I thought it was a lot of fun, the classy outfits the ladies are wearing, the fact that you've got Joseph West as Frank Sinatra, and we're, we're kind of getting into the characters here. Um, if you notice, little wink and nod, which I bet was Jesse L. Martin's, he's holding um, a whiskey glass as he sings, which is something that Frank Sinatra is notorious for having done. He would always have a whiskey glass, Jack Daniels, while he was uh, singing and performing. So I thought that was a fun little nod. So let's kind of move into the characters because the whole of Earth 2, we've been speculating, speculating, speculating. What would everybody be? And I'd like to go on record saying that I think we pretty much called last week or a couple weeks ago. I don't know. At some point, we called that Joe would not be a cop and that Iris would totally be a cop and I I loved seeing Joe as a, as that singer and as him having pursued his passions like that and become a career singer. That is what he does. What surprised me most, and we'll go around and kind of share what what surprised everybody about the characters on Earth too. What surprised me most was the animosity between Joseph and Bartholomew, and I did not expect that. I thought it was really clever to see Joe and Barry just not get along and actively hate each other. So, Jason, your turn first. Who was your favorite character to see Dockable Ganger-wise? Cisco. Uh, I thought uh, seeing Reverb was the most fascinating aspect, and I thought the most fascinating aspect of it was to see how far gangstery and how controlling and just <laughs> mean evil Cisco could be. Also, I love that they did this beat where Killer Frost and Firestorm were afraid of him. And as well they should be when mm-hmm. Vibe at his full powers can travel the multiverse at will and cancel the speed force. Yeah. You know, what? which is which is what I was ho- what I well, we obviously didn't see it in the episode, but I was really hoping when he was all being like I'm not afraid of Zoom that we were going to see that revelation that he could just stop a speedster. Um, of course, that didn't happen. But I'm gonna put in my headcanon that maybe this reverb had figured it out. Also, I love the fact that Cisco's doppelganger is called Reverb because that's what Vibe's brother was called in the comic books. Ooh, Armando uh, Ramon, right? Hmm. I'd also yeah. like to point out that Cisco died in this episode. 
Yeah, died. You jinxed it's going the- to show that all the universes, man, they all want Cisco dead. Just saying. No, Moving only on. you yeah. want them dead. It's because you no. kept up so many times. I'm like, like when it happened, I'm like, this is all Amy's fault. She brought it up so many times <laughs> that writers went back and shot a quick scene just to be like, you know, well, Amy wanted her dead, so we we're gonna kill him. So thanks, Amy. Thanks for the multiverses getting- want Cis- The multiverses have doomed Cisco. Anyway, uh, Lauren, who was your favorite doppelganger to explore? Um, definitely Killer Frost. Although I have to say from the promo that we get for next week's episode, Earth 2 Barry might be my favorite just because he looks absolutely adorable. But we didn't get to see too much of him in this episode. I would have definitely have to say Killer Frost. And we'll get more into her in the Killer Frost Deathstorm uh, breakout. But I thought... I thought Danielle Panabaker did such a good job of playing that fun, sexy, dangerous villain. And I thought her icicles and her killer frost powers were just wicked and beautiful. And I really liked her character. And Andy, I'm going to guess that yours was... Do you even have to ask? Like, oh my god. (laughs) Like, it's like, Iris and Barry, oh my god. I... I've never look. I, I I get emotional. I tear, I tear up a lot when I watch TV shows. Like you know, like, that's why I don't watch TV shows with other people at the same time because I would be an emotional wreck. But seeing Detective Ayers, Effing West, and Barry Allen be, you know, what they did together. Even if we didn't see Earth Two Barry and Earth Two Ayers interact, and so we mostly saw Earth One Barry and Earth Two Ayers interact. That was such a fun dynamic to watch. And it's tied for me between Iris and, and Killer Frost because, first of all, how great was it that, that these two phenomenal actresses got so much screen time and such great material to work with, you know? Uh, and, you know, it didn't, you know, it, not, not one felt more than the other. Like, it was exactly the same in, in amount and it was just as fun. And,. Like you know, like if I want to see, I want to see more of that. You know, even for our Earth, Earth One versions of those characters, because that you know it was just a lot of fun. And you know, Bear, you know, Iris to see she was channeling. Was it just me, or was the you know Detective Iris channeling a little bit of Jesse L. Martin's Joe West a little bit in terms like when we first see her come in and make fun of De- <laughs> Dead Shaw. Oh, God, that was good. Oh, oh, God. I was like, oh, my God. Like, when I saw the photo, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Michael Rowe, who plays Lola, he's going to totally get to play Bad Shot or something like that because... And then he did. Uh, So, was it just me? Did he chat? Did she channel a little bit of, like, Jesse L. Martin? No, I think you're right. I think you're totally right. I think she totally was, like, playing Jesse L. Martin. Yeah, and, like, it it makes sense, so, because, you know, she's, you know, she's her, you know, uh, her father's daughter. And, um... So yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. But like I said, it was tied for me between Killer Frost and uh, and, and Detective West because it was it was fun to see Candace and Daniel get to play that. Um, and I was you know hoping that maybe Robbie Mill would get to do something, stand out a little bit more. But nope, that was just fire them in a black leather jacket. Um, I know, know they didn't no even turn flames blue. Yeah, like it's Death like Storm. yeah. Oh my god! I'm like, how difficult can it be? You have you have the budget. You can you can rebuild the fire. I think, I think they needed the as far as the colors go. I think they needed the distinction between yeah, Killer Frost right. and uh, Dead Dead uh, Death Storm in in the same scene. If they're both shooting off inconspicuous light bubbles from their hands, they have to be two different colors and definable two different colors. But doesn't it make um, more confusing at the same time having two firestorms? That, you know, like you know, having fi- Death Storm be just exactly like Firestorm then and so on. Like, 
Well, I, I, he, I he wasn't because if you remember, uh, Martin Stein hasn't played a role in Deathstorm's character in a very long time, which I thought Wait. was fascinating. And it also kind of sad because that means poor Martin Stein basically just doesn't exist in this universe anymore, which is um, devastating, but also goes to show you how powerful Deathstorm is as a character. Anyway, for me, for me, my favorite moment of Earth 2 was when Barry called his mom. I lost it. I have been looking forward to that moment for the longest time. I have been a huge fan of the Flashpoint comic and the whole series involving that. And so I have been so on board with the idea of please let Nora be alive. And it's one thing to, to have Nora alive on earth too, but it was just, I was just over the moon excited to see Barry actually talk to his mom and hear how happy his mom and his dad is his dad are his dad is alive which is a huge thing because in the Flashpoint comics... Yeah, we saw him in a Flash suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wait. Much. Oh, funny. <laughs> we, we, good. Good we one. <laughs> good on you. That was good. Um, <laughs> Sorry for the interruption. Sorry. <laughs> and, and we don't just have that. We have Atlantis. Did anybody else notice that on his phone, one of the uh, speed oh. dials was Bruce? And Hal yeah, right. and Diana and Eddie. Oh, I oh, mean, you, know. you guys, Earth 2 is super cool, but here's the thing about Earth 2 that... I want to know two things. One, on Earth 2, <clears throat> is it common knowledge that breaches to another universe exist? Do it we know almost, that? Because it I know... It would shock me if, if they didn't know. Um, because it, it it seems like Killer Frost did, but Iris had no... Did not... That wasn't... She she didn't understand how there could be two Ciscos. I, I think the think fact... I think Killer Frost knew because she knew... Because Zoom knows... Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right on. sending people through. I don't think it's common knowledge to anybody else. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm thinking too. Second question is, we continue to see Earth 2 have advanced technology. We see them have Atlantis. We see them have the formings of the Justice Society of America slash Justice League slash whatever one they're going with. Nora's alive. Granted, Joe is not. But you kind of look at Earth 2 and you're starting to see a lot of positives, if that makes sense. Like we're ta we're racking up the pros on Earth too, and your cons are Joe is dead and Zoom exists. But what is the big defining con of Earth two? You guys get what I'm saying? Like what about Earth two makes it less attractive than Earth one besides Zoom? Or is Zoom the major con that if I had the opportunity, I would be like, mm, nope, I'm going to stay on Earth 1 and not visit Earth 2. Because right now, Earth 2 is looking really attractive to me if I go live somewhere else, like, say, in Europe or Atlantis. There Do there could be... Here's the thing about it, and this is, this is something that The Flash uh, is a show that won't really deal with. If this was like, you know, like a show on HBO. Let's say The Flash was on HBO. If this was on HBO, we would go more in depth in depth with earth Two, we would find out what's the social politics like what are like the businesses like um does like is 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 america in a war like does america even exist like you know like we would learn all those things in the flash you know we're gonna kind of it, it's gonna kind of do the star wars thing where in star wars it's like oh hoff ice planet tatooine desert planet you know whereas we know most planets aren't one thing the entire way around 
Flash mm-hmm. is going to kind of make us think that Earth 2 looks like that, basically everywhere. Um, for me, we don't know a lot about Earth 2 at all, and it yeah. could be absolutely miserable. Like, the pay rates could be terrible, uh, public cars could suck, um, and they've never heard of a little show called The Andy Griffith Show, which to me would make Earth hell. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, Lauren, do you have any uh, do you know do you get what I'm saying? Like, it feels like Earth 2 has a lot of positives, but where's the major negative? I mean, I can come up with a gazillion things that could be it. And I think I'm probably basing this a little bit off of off of Fringe. In Fringe, the alternate universe has very, uh, very significant negatives to it. The Earth is basically disintegrating because of its connection to a different universe. And there's no coffee. I mean, that to me is, is an issue. And then, you know, you look at Earth 2 and it looks like there's a lot of positive things. It, it, it feels like you're making the comparison to if Barry had to choose what world he was going to live in, where would he mm-hmm. live? Yeah. And um, there's a really good interview with two of the executive producers on The Flash uh, on CBR this morning that uh, Amy Radcliffe got to do. She's been on the show before. And she talked to them about like Barry's decision and it it does feel like Earth 2 is the place to be especially when you know we're going to get into West Allen in a minute where Barry pretty much has everything he's ever wanted which really mirrors the Supergirl episode this week what was it the girl who has everything is that the what the episode yes. was called you know and in that episode of Supergirl for any listeners who have seen it Kara gets put into this hallucination where Krypton is fine her family is still alive but it's not real and so for this this is the same thing i mean but it is real i mean barry could decide to stay there and you know replace his double which would just be crazy but yeah just because his family is alive and he has the girl of his dreams doesn't mean that earth 2 is better than earth 1 and i think in the next episode maybe we'll get to see a little bit of that like barry questioning that reality because as we know for anyone who's read flashpoint there is always a cost like in flashpoint Mm -hmm. Nora allen was alive but henry allen was dead and you know it seems like henry allen is alive in this world because on the phone call Nora said oh thanks for getting your dad and me tickets to atlantis but is that henry allen is that a stepdad do we know what's really going on? Is Henry Allen Zoom? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just had to throw that in there. No, no, it's all right. Like there, there, there are pros and cons to this. And I think Barry is really going to have to deal with like, what's more important to me, everything I've ever wanted, but that will come at a cost or my real life back in earth one. And even though I'm not with Iris and even though my mom died, Joe is alive and I have my star labs family. And it's a really good question for our protagonist to have to ask himself. I feel like, yeah, sorry, sorry if people died, I didn't want to interrupt you, but uh, I, uh, if I feel that what this, uh, this following episode is going to do is that it's going to show us. And if, if I think I know where they're going, so I think they're going to show us a lot of maturity in Barry as a hero, knowing that, you know, because, you know, yeah, as appealing as this world can be, you know, is it worth it at the expense of, you know, like, could he just leave Earth 1 and just, you know, think, knowing that, well, there's no other space there and so on. Who who else is going to protect Central City and so on? Uh, I think, you know, he's going to have to, make, you know, reevaluate himself as a hero and kind of feel like, do I, sh- should I pick the life that seems just more easier or should I pick the life that is, you know, I can get all this, but I have to fight for it? Um, if that answers your question at all, Amy. 
No, I think that's a really good discussion. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about. So I like that that Lauren rounded it off that way because it's, you know, it's the fundamental question. If you have something that seems so fantastic, what are you giving up? And, you know, going to Jason's theory on maybe World War II lasted forever, maybe Europe, for all we know, destroyed itself. War. Yeah, destroyed. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe Europe is a big, massive Nuclear wasteland. hole in the ground. Yeah, maybe fringe never happened at world. Maybe that show never existed. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, how dare oh, what they? What a horrible world. By the way, Amy, just so you know, Amy, just so you know, I've been writing up every time you've been mentioning fringe so far in this episode, and so far you have two. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to see because I'm like, if you can get up to five, then, like, then there's a lot of comparison. Then I need to, totally need to watch Fringe as soon as possible because of how similar these shows can be. Well, it also makes it because Andrew Christopher actually wrote that show for a while, but. Um, um, so I have, I, have, I have something I want to bring up before we get to West Allen. Okay. Um, and, and before we go down the West Allen thing, and this is kind of will speed right into West Allen, no pun intended. Um, Barry, the whole idea of going to Earth 2 was to go there and get Jesse Quick out, right? Because we, we figured that, uh-oh, Zoom's going to know what we've been doing. He's going to kill Jesse Quick pretty quick. So we got we to save her. They go to Earth 2. Barry's like, I'm going to go to the police station and get information. And then gets distracted for literally a period of maybe 10 hours. Because <laughs> they keep cutting back to Earth 2 labs. And they're like, where the hell is he? We got to get going. Like, we have to hurry. No pun- like, like, we're dealing with speedsters. Let's do this. And Barry completely forgets about the mission. Completely and gets locked in a cage at the end of the episode because he was kind of a dummy. And and I loved this episode. I loved all the moments. But when I was thinking about what I was going to say on this podcast today, I was like, "Oh, Barry was kind of a dummy. He could have he could have he could have waited for Iris to fall asleep or or he could have waited for that right moment. He could have speeded away from Iris and replaced him with his doppelganger in a minute. And and gone along with the mission. And at this point it's like Man, I was totally on Harry's side where he's like, that's not your iris. That's not this person. Like, mm-hmm. let's do the mission. He got locked in a cage because of his own dummy self. And I, while this is a great episode, one of the best of season two, I have to, like, that's a big plot, uh, like, really weird plot point for me. Are you, okay, so if I understand this correctly, uh, sorry, I'm, 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 I got nervous, but you're no. not saying right. that iris was the, Issue for Barry. No, 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 no. no. I have this. Is, has this has nothing to do with Iris. This has the, the problem to do with that Barry completely ignored the reason he was there on Earth Two for most of a day. Okay, one hundred percent. It's like if it's like if if I get word about if if I'm a Secret Service agent and I get word that there's an assassination attempt on the president and my job is to protect the president and I get distracted because there's a really cool movie that came out. I don't know. That's, that's a terrible not analogy. a good comparison. Okay, here, just to defend Barry just a little. Jay said this is going to happen. Do not get emotionally involved. So I think Jay knew what was going to happen because when he got to earth one, he probably felt the same temptations in his heart to do, you know, whatever he couldn't do on earth too. And so I think like Jay's warning was a really serious warning and Barry got sucked into exactly what Jay was talking about. And you're totally right. His job was to get information. But what's interesting is that, 
you know, the woman that you've loved for 25 years starts kissing you and holding your hand and tells you we're going to go home now. Like it's like, hard, okay. right? Like the person that you fantasized about your entire life and like want to marry it. Now you're married will, to that person. I can just, I, I guess I would not totally caught up in that. Well, I was going to say, I would, I would have bought that. I would have bought that reason a little bit more if, they had played Barry Allen in that episode as like, oh, this is awesome. Instead okay. of playing Barry Allen as like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> like, why are you kissing me? This is really weird. Okay. Yeah, he did I that every that. time. Whereas like any any hot blooded male, if you put me in that situation, I'm like, yeah, let's not go out tonight, <laughs> honey. <laughs> well, he because got- like like they went home together and then he got that call from his mom. So like for Barry, I think it was like running through mud, no matter what he did, he could not get out of these emotional moments that were pulling him in. And then before he knew it, he was at the club and then at the club, killer frost and death storm came to find him. So he was off track for about, I mean, you could say maybe six hours, but it turned into having to try like, well, yeah. Like by the time Barry could have gotten back to star labs, Joe was in the hospital. So, like, I think things accelerated way too quickly, and he just got caught up in all of it. And before he knew it, somebody he loved was dying. And then Joe became the priority over Jesse. Plus, you know, flawed heroes is something that is an existing concept that has to be part of these types of shows and so on. So, yeah, like, you know, we couldn't just expect him to go into Earth 2 and be like, oh, I had this other life? Well... I will. I will look at it later. I have to. And I, of course, you know, of course, he's going to get distracted. And it also kind of explains why. Because remember, in the season premiere, when Jay had, you know, when they were first meeting Jay, and they were asking him, "So you've been here for six months, but you haven't like, why did you come to us sooner?" So he said, "You know, well, I, you know, I didn't know anything about this world and so on." But also, I think it's because he also probably got distracted too and so on because this world is either more or just as damaged as Earth Two. So. So yeah, like, yeah, Jason, I totally get what you're saying. I totally agree. You know, Barry got and, distracted. And, 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 and it's a minor nitpick because again, that this I think was, if not the strongest episode of the season, one of the strongest yeah. episodes of the season. But it no, did, it did, it it did bother me. It did really bother me to be like, wow, Barry, like what a dummy move. Where, I think it was like falling two, down Barry, the rabbit hole. Like I feel like we've gotten past that point, and I, it kind of surprised me because I feel that's a, that was a season one Barry move. Well, season one, Barry had never gone to Earth two to a different world and so on. So, like, you know, you can't, you can't, bl- like, I'm totally on Lauren's side on this and so on because, yeah, it's like, it's, it's easier said than done to get, to not get distracted by, you know, if I went to Earth two and I found that, you know, in this Earth two, you know, I'm, you know, I'm married with John Barrowman, I have this awesome life and so on, <laughs> and I'm like. You don't like, and but, but my, my mission is to let's say you know my mission is to I have to save Earth to Amy because she's you know about to do something really really bad that I have to stop her. For, otherwise, it's gonna collapse the whole multiverse. I go to Earth two. I found I'm married to John Barrowman. I you know I I'm in good sh- you know I'm I'm good I'm in good shape. I have a good job and all of that. Like, boy, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get distracted and I'm gonna be like just as much of a dummy. Like you know like we can't. We kind of have to place ourselves in a non-existing idea right now. Like, if we did that, we like it would be not be, not be as easy as you know one could think. Like, oh, I can just ignore all of this. I can just ignore all these new aspects that my world does not have. But I totally what's get what you're saying. I guess my counter to that would be like, yes, he can because he's a hero. Yeah, uh, a hero, a hero in training. I yeah, hear in training. Yeah. Like here's and here's the thing. Lauren high five. Again, again, this is a, this is like I said, 
it's a minor nitpick, but again, it's the whole fact that, and, and a lot of this has to me to do with the scenes that they chose to show us on the way. Like, because again, I think they could have had their cake and eat it too. We could have gotten to that cage. We could have gotten Flash, but had Flash on the outside of that cage, and then Zoom showed up as the ending. Um, but we decided to lock him in that cage because of a dummy move, whereas I felt that we could have got to that same point with the Flash being a lot smarter and still having all those emotional beats. Because, again, we didn't... If we were going to do that and have him be distracted, it just it, it lessens him as a hero to keep cutting to Cisco and Wells being like, how long has he been gone? Good God. When are we ever going to start this mission? I think for me, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the, I'm, I'm in the mixed boat because I totally agree with you, Jason, as far as like a plot point goes, I feel like Barry should have been smarter to not get involved in the first place. I think him going and pulling his double was a really bad idea. I was like, what are you doing, Barry? Like that mm -hmm. is the shirt. You just opened up the rabbit hole to hop in and, so seeing that go from there, I think that he could have lived, you know, Earth 2 Barry's life for a little while. Yeah, sure, he wants to experience it. And the moment with his mom was great. And seeing the animosity between Joe and Barry. And I think that's the reason that it happened was so that we could explore the doppelgangers from Earth 2. That being said, there's a critical factor that I don't think Barry has realized and kind of leads to a new theory on who I think Zoom is. Okay. Um, Barry but has now deprived Earth 2 Barry of everything that happened in this episode. Oh, Earth 2 that, Barry is true. going to wake up, find out that Joe is dead, find out that he was there. Iris is going to be like, you and my dad made up, and Earth one, Earth 2 Barry is going to be like, no, we didn't. I still hate your dad. Like, there, there are, if I was Earth 2 Barry, I would seriously resent Earth 1 Barry for having taken all of those moments from me and I would say that if I was really angry enough and felt like maybe my future was being threatened, maybe sometime in the future I become an evil speedster and travel mm. back in time. Oh, Amy, are you trying? Are you trying to propose what I think you're proposing? That I I still think that Zoom is Earth Two Harry, but I would not put it past it Harry. to be like a future not Harry. Henry. Oh, uh, Henry. Oh, okay. God. But I was like, what is she talking who, about? Who's to say that it's not a super evil, resentful Earth 2 Barry from the future who maybe becomes oh, like oh, who oh, he oh. is because of the choices that Barry made this episode? I mean, if that were if I were me, I would be really resentful of the fact that another person took all of those moments from me. Then anyway. Interesting point. Oh. All right, we will. I think this is just further proof that I am supposed to be a villain in Earth 2. This is yeah, the podcast exactly. I recorded today yeah. where I'm like super dark and thinking like evil thoughts. All right. It's, it's your fault that Cisco is dead in Earth 2. So, you know, like, you know, you will always have that if you, you know, as your villain's thing at least. So, um, <laughs> because, yeah, the only thing I can think of, I crossed my arms when that happened. I was like, this is Amy's fault. This is absolutely Amy's fault because she keeps pitching this idea over and over. And it's like, like what has he done to you? <laughs> But it's, it's a tragic concept, though, like if all the Cisco's in the multiverse is in danger. Now, however, let's, let's talk about something fun, now, not tragic. Yeah, the thing Andy's been waiting for. Yeah, exactly, because I've like, been sitting since last night being like, you know, I want to call Jason and Amy and Lauren right now and say, hey, let's screw doing it in the morning. Let's do it right now because Andy needs to talk about this whole episode. But one thing that I love so much, and guys, if you listen to the show, like, it's a, you know, it's, it's a no-brainer. The, the West Allen dynamic in this episode... 
Like, this was getting, like, 10 Christmases and 10 birthdays and 10 Hanukkahs all at the same time because that's how good it was. Like, seeing, you know, first of all, like, not only did we get to see, like, a fun Iris being a detective and all that, but we got to see Barry, see a life, what it would be like if he, he was married to the woman that he loves. And, Jason, what do you think of uh, the West, you know, I, I don't know what your, your stance is on West Island on Earth 1, but, like, how did you feel about West Island here on Earth 2 as we saw it? Well, I've never been a huge West Island fan. Um, I get that they're the classic comic book company, couple, so I understand that. Uh, to be honest with you, I kind of think this was Iris's best episode because I feel like they they finally gave her character like a true purpose and something to do, something that I never got from the newspapers. And to be honest with you, this is the first time that I was able to see those two actors as a couple because that was kind of my main problem with it is I never saw much chemistry between the, the two actors. And, and that in, in this episode, they totally proved it. So, uh, sure, West Allen, Earth 2. Or West Allen Squared is what I'm going to say. Ooh, I like that. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really cute. I thought it was really well done. It's very Flashpoint. Um, it's it's fun to... I mean, heck, for all we know, we keep thinking that Flashpoint's going to happen. For all we know, Flashpoint has happened on Earth 2. And everything that happened in Flashpoint happened on Earth 2, and they're in the corrected universe. But... And I keep theorizing about stuff that has yet to happen, and I tend to do that a lot on this podcast. So I apologize if people are I like, think just she shut knows up and talk exact, about the episode. I think she knows everything that is going to happen. She just, you know, drop. She just pretending she's not doesn't know, but she she actually works on the show. She is actually a showrunner. She's like the ghost showrunner. So, <laughs> uh, but I enjoyed seeing them because you know, as you guys say, it goes to show the chemistry between the two actors uh, that. I enjoy seeing and that I feel like sometimes we don't get the opportunity to. So I really enjoyed West Allen. I thought it was adorable. I thought it was fun. And I thought Iris had fantastic style choices. I right? That's also where I like that it was both a little bit of a futuristic look, but also a little bit of, you know, old fashioned. So um Balon, what did you think? It was really, really, really sweet to think that Barry finally got to be with his childhood sweetheart and the woman that he's loved his entire life. And it was great when they were watching the newsreel and Barry saw himself as kind of nerdy. And Earth 2 Barry said something like, Detective West is investigating. And Barry's response was, oh, look, Joe is still detective at the central city police department and then when he shows up he realizes that it was actually iris and i thought that was really cool and really refreshing and you know the dynamic between joe and barry and iris on this earth is so different than the dynamic that we know on earth one and i think that's part of the give and take because in this universe he you know he had iris but he didn't have joe and you almost have to ask yourself what's more important having a really healthy father figure or you know marrying the girl of your dreams i think that's part of the trade-off and you know it was hard to see the tensions with joe strained like that and it was hard to see joe give iris a hard time for being a cop i mean you could tell that he didn't want her in that line of work but you know she held her ground she said that it's just like you know her grandfather and it was really sweet to see, um, just to see the West house be the West Allen house and have all their wedding pictures on the mantle. And just to see that they, um, that they really get that, that happy ending that I know a lot of comic book fans are really looking forward to seeing play out on the flash one day. Yeah. And I think something that this, um, something that this episode kind of does also for, you know, leading up to, you know, 
of them eventually getting together on Earth One is that I think it reminds Barry of those feelings that he has because, um, you know, because you know I know he's kind of you know like you know he's always gonna love Iris no matter what you know no matter what planet or Earth whatever he's always gonna love Iris. But I think this episode kind of remind him of this is why I love her you know like this is why I fell in love with her since the, since the beginning and i think that it's going to kind of you know whether or not i don't like i don't know when they're going to get together on that on their one on the show like maybe season three season four or something like that but i think it's going to start to kind of bring back the idea of him you know wanting to maybe pursue having a life with iron so especially since you know on on his world iris no hit iris knows that he is the flash and he you know she's very connected to his life and so on and yeah, and to me, I was eating this all up. I, I was like, you know, I, 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 I saw all the press talking about, you know, West Allen are going to love this. So I was like, I forgot to buy tissues. I had to go to my mom, like, mom, don't ask me why. I just need a box of tissues and you, you need, you just need to leave me alone at 8 p.m. And she's like, okay, you do whatever you need to do. And all that glory happened and it was so much fun. And, uh, and, and also, like, one, one thing I was like, what kind of bring up and so because, you know, we know how relationships can be done on some of these TV shows. Sometimes it takes up a little bit too much <clears throat> Wednesdays at 8 p.m. But uh, what what I loved about the West Island thing here was that it didn't take, you know, like as much as I loved it, it was it was not too little, but it was not too much. It was balanced, and that's kind of what I want to see when it comes to any relationship on any of these DC shows. Uh, would you guys agree, ladies? Um, I think it. I mean, I think we kind of talked about it. It was a great glimpse into the possibility of their relationship on earth too. And it, you know, the whole episode didn't revolve around it, but it was a great thing for Barry to experience because it's something that he has always wanted. But, but with that said, um, Lauren, you want to take us to a little bit of a colder place? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about killer frost and death storm. Dark, so, cold place. Yeah. A kill, killer frost. When they, they kind of showed that in the opening when um, she and Deathstorm were, were robbing the bank. And I thought it was interesting that it was called the Royal Bank of Central City, which maybe you guys might know why it's called the Royal Bank as opposed to just the regular bank. Was that an Easter egg? Oh, oh, what oh. if, what if, what if we're <laughs> ruled by a queen? Is there Sorry. a queen in I don't Central know. City? We're, just, we're just theorizing at this point. Uh, anyway. Jason, do you? Do you I don't know? think I it's anything. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, the the most it could be would be like some sort of connection to the Royal Flush Gang, but I really mm-hmm. doubt it. <laughs> well, since Mayor Snart is a thing on Earth too, it would not make me surprised if they named a ba- if he actually named a bank after some after a criminal organization. But mm-hmm. that's just me. Um. So when they were robbing that bank, when she you know she released the icicles out of her hand. And like literally ran the guy through with ice. And I was like, man, Killer Frost is a stone cold killer. Like she's not just a thief. She's she's a killer. And that was really surprising. And I was not expecting her kiss of death at all. And I thought that was really cool to see like the visual effects on that when she kissed him and he completely froze. And then like personally, my favorite romantic moment of the episode was when Killer Frost and Deathstorm kissed because like she has like the icy kiss and he has the fiery kiss. And I thought that was a really cool dynamic. So Amy, what did you think about uh, Killer Frost and Deathstorm in this episode? I loved it. I loved seeing them team up. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. I would enjoy getting to know more of their backstory, but I don't think it's necessary. I loved seeing the two of them. I loved seeing 
Caitlin as this super confident baddie who who also has a soft spot for the love of her life, who also, mind you, continues to die. So I'm telling you guys, the the time the timelines are just against everybody who dies. They're always gonna die. Anyway, I I, I liked seeing a different persona of her character. I her wig bothered me, but other than that, <laughs> I really enjoyed their two characters and I enjoyed the little nugget that Deathstorm threw in there about Stein and we talked about it earlier how he hasn't played a part in that character in a very long time. Just goes to show you that Ronnie on Earth 2 is very powerful and very villainous. Mhm. And Jason, what about you? Well, I, again, it's really cool. I, I, as soon as they announced that they were going to call him Deathstorm, I, as a fan of Blackest Night, I was like, ah! Oh. I just like again. I, I understand we talked about it earlier, but he should have been blue. Yeah. Um, I actually think, to be honest with you, it's the best I've seen either one of them. And I thought Danielle really sunk her teeth into being this, this villain, and mm-hmm. she definitely had something more to play than what she's definitely had to play as Caitlyn, because Caitlyn's kind of been just stuck behind a desk lately. And her being able to play this villain, I thought she was great. Like. Like man, how do we get Killer Frost to Earth One? Like if she changes, if she takes, uh, if she pulls a fringe and yep. takes uh, R. Caitlin's, uh, yeah, write it down, Andy. Um, <laughs> takes takes K- R. Caitlin's place. Um, but also, I love your theory about that. Like if somebody dies in the multiverse, they have to die everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Because yeah, I think Ronnie Raymond is now doomed. <laughs> I, well, didn't didn't he I, for realsies die in this episode? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he for realsies died. Unless you know. He comes back. I don't know. But well, I, I, I guess there's. I guess you, there's always in comic books nobody's ever dead. But like for this episode, at least they were dead. Okay, Andy. What about you? How did you like uh, Killer Frost and Death? I loved Killer Frost so much. I had, okay, some listeners aren't gonna get pissed off with me. What, what am I about to say? And look, I love Daniel Panmaker as Caitlin Snow in Earth One. I do, but. If they ever decide to do what Amy pitched, like, you know, like, b- back in the summer and so on, that Killer Frost from Earth 2 kills Kaylin Snow and takes, you know, takes her place. Oh, no, I didn't say kill. I said kidnap. Oh, okay. Well, then I exaggerate it. Well, then I will put in the idea of that Earth 2 Killer Frost kills R. Kaylin and takes over. I would not be opposed to the idea um, because, like Jason said, I think. Caitlin has been stuck behind a desk a lot lately and you know and I think that it would be kind of interesting to have a you know like if we start to kind of see a divide like you know we, we look at a series regulars and so on, and we kind of see that if we had like maybe two free bad guys as our series regular and then four or five as our allies and so on and I it just I this was the first time in a long time I had fun watching Daniel Patrick you know look I love Caitlin I really do but this was just such a different level and i could you know you can tell how much she was in love with this like she i can i can only imagine how much fun she had with this uh i love the costume i love the way they did the effect and so on kind of had a little bit of a the way she did her hand moving so on had a little bit of a scarlet witch feeling to it but not too much but like it had a similar vibe to it and um so yeah like, if they ever decide to do something like that and also you know like to what jason was asking how did we get killer brothers over to earth one that could be a way to do it and so on and you know, what if that is something that does happen because she gets, you know, she hates Earth One Barrier so much because, you know, she, it's kind of his fault that Zoom then showed up in the end and like killed both Reverb and um, Deathstorm. And maybe that's her way of getting revenge that she, that she gets over to our world and, uh, you know, kills Caitlyn or something like that and then takes her place. Um, you know, I, I don't, 
I don't know. It would both. It would also be fun to see Arcane become Killer Frost on her own, like maybe through you know, like they they waited in the Turtle Gigs comics. But no, that's this was a lot of fun. I'm. I was hoping that Robbie Mel would stand out a little bit more in this episode as Deathstorm, but sadly, it was just seeing Firestorm in a black leather jacket and just being a little more sassy. Uh, I have and- a feeling that he didn't have much time for this episode. Like, and I have a feeling that they probably shot him out in like two or three days. Who, yeah, be- because of. Yeah, yeah, I have a feeling of, he's work, yeah. he's working on something else, and that was all the time he could give. Well, Lauren, don't, um, don't you have a little theory regarding that? Um, I do. I was thinking about that and how it was great to see Robbie Amell back for this episode, but it was such a short little moment. And the fact that they killed him at the end of this episode means unless we go to any other Earths, we probably won't be seeing Ronnie Raymond on the show ever unless we do some sort of flashbacks and you know i think robbie ml really enjoys being a part of the dc tv universe and so my theory on why he would let himself essentially be written off the show is because i think he's going to be Mulder's replacement in season 11 of the new x files because ah, his, not like, bad. his yeah, yeah. his character is modeled exactly after fox Mulder, and then lauren ambrose's character is modeled after dana scully i mean he's a supernatural fanatic she's a medical doctor and robbie amell's first x-files episode is next week and i'm pretty sure they put his episode at the end of this little six episode uh, mini season to introduce kind of the reboot spinoff for robbie and lauren so that's kind of my theory because otherwise i think it would be a waste just to write off his character especially since he does love the world so much exactly if it didn't have to do with a contract exactly and and I, like i said i was just really hoping that we would get, kind of get to see okay i get that whole like we couldn't see the skull thing of, of Deathstone because maybe that's a little bit too much and uh, maybe that caused a little bit too much but blue flames come on like that you know i'm with you andy yeah Preach. Like, exactly <laughs> i gave myself a high five by pretending my underhand was used so yes yeah but realistically but who cares? Amy, realistically, this is a show about a guy who's run super <laughs> fat, talking gorillas, walking, talking. Sh- like Amy, there's nothing realistic about this. We c- listen. I, I conceded just- the plot. On- I conceded the point on the plot point, but not on blue flames. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Amy, just- I want to say I want to say one more thing about about okay. Killer Frost before we move on to Earth One. Um, I was reading this really good interview that TV Line did with Daniel Panabaker, or actually, it was um an EW interview with Daniel Panabaker, and they asked her. Like, where did she get the inspiration for how she played Killer Frost? And she said that she went back to the 90s uh, Batman movies. And she watched a lot of Michelle Pfeiffer's performance as Catwoman. Oh. And she watched Uma Thurman's performance as Poison Ivy. Oh. And that, like, you, can, you could feel that kind of, kind of DC, I don't know what the word is, um, like kind of vixenous. Multiversing. Villain type persona and i i thought danielle did a really good job especially with the kiss that was very much like poison ivy um i thought it was really smart of her to go back to those classic female villains to draw inspiration yeah no i i love also i love killer frost costume so i love that it's not very revealing and whatnot and that did you guys see that awesome poster that came out the other day with her oh Mm -hmm. that is amazing i uh very elsa from uh frozen more killer frost please that would be a lot of fun so we have been kind of Trapped in Earth 2. We've had a really good time talking about it. But real fast, let's just touch on what happened in Earth 1, which admittedly, while I understand why we had it in the show, I if you stop and think about it, you go, oh, all this cool stuff happened in Earth 2. 
wait, what happened on Earth 1? I don't necessarily, I think I would have enjoyed the episode more if it was a strictly Earth 2 standalone episode. That being said, on Earth 1, we did get a villain who um, challenged the city, was calling out the Flash. The Flash wasn't there. And we get to know a little bit more about Jay, why he's getting sick, the reasons behind he's get, um, why he's getting sick, and the, is it V7? Velocity 6? Velocity 6, and then she made 7. Okay, so that's the distinction. I was like, I, I kept thinking, I'm like, V6, V7, V8, no, that's a juice. And it, it was nice to see that storyline, but it was almost overshadowed by everything that happened on Earth 2. However, it was fantastic to see Jay kind of swoop into action and have his magic hat trick. So what did you guys think? Do you think that the episode would have worked better without the Earth One aspect, or did you enjoy us kind of grounding back into reality over there? I don't think we need to see Earth One at all. I I think it's funny. It's funny that the same week uh, the Berlanti Group released two episodes where we're on a different world, and every time we cut back to the familiar world, I didn't like it. Uh, same for Supergirl. She was trapped on Krypton. Every time we saw the real world, I was like, go back to Krypton. This one, uh, every time we came back to Earth 1, I was like, what are we doing here? Besides getting to see the hat trick that Jay did and learning that Velocity uh, 6 is what is killing him, um, I don't really feel what we learned in this episode. I also have a problem with Velocity 6 because I don't know. I don't, I'm not too keen on Jay Garrick sort of testing on his powers and experimenting and stuff like that. I, I am not a huge fan of that. Um, and I also am very confused by the whole fact that we've started at Velocity 6 because the only Velocity anything that I know of in the comic books is Velocity 9 that was created by Vandal Savage. So are they working their way up to Velocity 9 and Velocity 9 is going to yes. be the perfect formula that gives Jay back his powers? I don't know. I, I To me, I don't need that. And 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 I and I don't like debilitating Jay Garrick, who has basically had nothing to do this season. That is still, um, and and he when he was introduced, I was so excited about him. So I would have been much happier if this episode was all on Earth Two. I echo what Jason said. Yeah, I completely agree. As for Velocity 9, that is in the synopsis for next week. So they are working okay, up Okay, well, that. there you go. It, it's all, it, it all ties back together. Um, do we want to geek out about some Easter eggs? Yeah, let's yes. Easter let, eggs. Let's, 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 let's effing geek out about Easter eggs that had me tearing up within the first five minutes. So Barry tra- tra- travels through the, the, the breach, uh, the speed cannon. There we go, Annie. There we go. And we see all these other breaches. We see Supergirl on her Earth. Let's call her Earth Earth Free. We get finally a little little peek at John with the Ship's '90s Flash show, uh, an, uh, an epic homage. But we also see, and this is where I have a little issue with it because and this also bothers me from the season from one finale. Because okay, Barry's going through the speed cannon zone. Isn't the whole point that he's only supposed to be able to see different breaches and not be suddenly time travel? Tra- time traveling something like that because we see a different green arrow that a lot of people believe is either the green arrow we're going to see in episode six or just tomorrow in the future uh, or that's it's connor hogg and if that's connor hogg that was a very white looking connor hogg which i will have a problem with because he's not supposed to be white and we also see jonah hicks who will be played by um jonathan something 
bloodandsmartpocket.com. Uh, that the, you can, you will find all the news there. Um, and we also see a legion ring. I don't know what the hell that means. And what do you guys feel about all that? Like, we, there was a lot of epic Easter eggs in this episode. Uh, Jason, like, what did you know the most about when you saw all the Easter eggs that the the show that the, the writers put in there? Well, I thought the the first thing actually that I thought was as soon as I saw Supergirl. Um, I was like, oh, that's why they announced it last week. Because they wanted to put it in this week's episode. Um, I loved it. I think a lot of them, though, are, are just like, hey, we can do this because it's the multiverse, but it's not going to go anywhere, like the Legion. I, I, I would love to see the Legion. I don't think we're, they're going to do anything with it. I think that's Oliver Queen in Legends of Tomorrow. I think it's a screenshot of footage they had. Same with um you know uh um jonah hex um it's it's the same thing as like the phone when we saw the phone that said bruce diana and Hal. there's a it's no subtle fact that they can't use any batman or superman characters so like that's as far as they can push it but to be honest with you the 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 easter egg that made me laugh the most was when he walked into the police station and they showed the sign underneath the 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 mural and it mm-hmm. said a fair and just society, and I was like, "Oh, the just society! Thank you so much." Mm-hmm. CW, if you wanna, if you wanna do a just society show, let me know because I, I would love to see that happen. Uh, Amy, what was your favorite Easter egg that you saw? I enjoyed everything that was on the phone. I believe that the order was dad, mom, and dad. So like Iris's dad, Barry's mom and dad, Bruce, Hal, Diana. And someone else. So you've Eddie. got Earth and what? Eddie, Eddie. Eddie was on the phone. Eddie. 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 Um Are you so all right? two, but you know what? I bet you Eddie's gonna die. Sorry. <clears throat> Earth two has the potential for the Justice Society, which is really exciting. And and that also means that Earth One has the potential for the Justice Society. We keep saying that everything that happens on Earth 1 is happening on Earth 2 and Earth 2 is expanding, but I think that also shows that Earth 2 has a possibility to sort of bleed over to Earth 1 and Earth 1 is expanding, just maybe a little bit less, and just not, not as fast and not as extravagantly. But I that was my favorite Easter egg. I was excited about the Supergirl. I don't know if that's future Ollie that we saw in the Flash Forward, be, sideways, because in the Flash Forward... Um, he looked like he was pulling back a bow with two hands, and if I understand, well, but one it, of the arms was like was like the, was was metal, like the Winter Soldier arm. There we go. Okay, because he's supposed to be missing an arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's what that's why I took it as Ollie because I, I wish it had been. A, you know what? I wish I, it had been. I wish it had been the small green air to kind of give us a little bit of a, of a tribute to Smallville as well, because he was on that that same network, and that's kind of what kicked off all these other shows. Yeah, so. that would have been cool. I think that that was my favorite aspect was seeing the potential for the Justice Society. And oh, there was one other Easter egg. Oh, I just cracked up at the Deadshot Easter yeah. egg. I know it's not really an Easter egg, but that that cracked me up. <laughs> uh, and Lauren, what was your favorite Easter egg? Uh, I screamed when Supergirl showed up in that vortex. I literally had like a, oh my God, this is so awesome kind of moment. And I know that we already had the news, but I was like, look, it's Cara Danvers. Look, she's 
they're gonna do a crossover so i thought that was really cool seeing grod was amazing because we know that grod is you know hanging out with his super intelligent gorilla friends on earth too um i loved seeing the phone as well i thought that was really clever and then yeah i think seeing henry hewitt um now the reaction to that was hilarious. Yeah, you know, the metahuman that was going to be Firestorm before they found Jax. I thought that was really cool. I mean, I think they could bring so many people back to play really interesting doppelgangers. And then, yeah, Deadshot was absolutely hilarious. I mean, I really enjoy the actor who plays him, Michael Rowe. And the fact that he was a klutz and couldn't hit anything was so fun because we know that we can't really have Deadshot on Arrow anymore because of the Suicide Squad movie. And that was a really clever way to bring the actor back, who I really enjoyed and appreciated. Captain Singh is a bad guy with that weird beard i'm like i have questions but yet i don't want answers to them um just putting it out there there was i want to go back to the legion ring for a second um i actually think they're gonna do something with that sure i hope they do yeah like dude if if a legion tv show happens oh my god like it's i'm gonna lose my mind like either i want another team show but that is either in the past for the future, um, and I know that's kind of what Legends Mark is supposed to do, but it's like so I want. So, for those cons- of us who don't know yeah. what a Legion ring is, can you explain it? You can time travel with it, and you can fly. And it's, it was made by Brainiac. A Legion, a Legion ring is a ring that they give to the superhero group that is based in the 31st century, uh, called the Legion of Superheroes. And this ring, like, yeah, it gives you the ability to communicate with anybody. It gives you a force field. It flies. It's basically these kids in the future that are. Um, inspired by Superman. And The Flash, actually, Barry Allen has had a lot of uh, ties to him. To Lee, oh. I just love the idea of Barry picking up the phone, speed dialing number five, which I believe was Diana, and Galgo Dot picks up. Oh, Amy, don't, you're 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 making me think of things that we know. I know we can never have. And now I want it even more. Um, <laughs> oh, bless this episode so much. Um. But we're starting to run a little bit out of time, so let's get to the final point of this discussion, which is pretty big. Yeah, so unfortunately we lost a lot of good people in this episode. We lost Joe West, which was painful to watch, and then... Caitlin had to watch Ronnie die again. Zoom killed Deathstorm. Cisco uh, had to watch his doppelganger die the same way that Reverse Flash killed Earth mm-hmm. One. Cisco, you know, Zoom reverberated uh, Reverb's heart, which was tragic. I mean, a lot of people died in this episode. And then Zoom kidnapped Barry and imprisoned him in the glass cell where he's keeping Jesse Quick. And there was a man in a metal mask who was also being held captive. And you can tell that. <clears throat> that you know the next episode is going to have to be a rescue mission to find both Barry and Jesse and you know I thought it was interesting because Zoom and Barry have not had a lot of conversations with each other and you know Barry sees Jesse quick and looks over at her and says I promise that we're going to get you out of here and Zoom's response to that isn't don't talk to her you know don't bother her stay quiet his response is don't make promises you can't keep And to me, that was a very personal thing for Zoom to say. So I'm wondering if the theories hold out that Zoom is somebody that that Barry knows in Earth 1 and that in Earth 2 that, you know, his his doppelganger would also know that if Earth 2 Barry 
did like made a promise to whoever this person is and couldn't keep that promise. And there is this very mm-hmm. personal vendetta that Zoom has against either the Flash in general or Barry Allen. And I think it, you know, it really begs the question, who is Zoom? Because we know it's not Joe West because we saw Joe West in this episode. We know it's Do not we? Well, uh, Jason, what are you trying to? What are you trying I, to I'm not saying here? anything, but to me, it, the guarantee of death doesn't mean that somebody's not Zoom. Right. Okay. Zoom so is Zoom could be a time travel. They staged. They could have staged it, maybe, or speed more. <gasps> oh, let's sh- let's just say but for the going. sake of let's just say for the sake of argument that we unmasked a lot of Earth Two doppelgangers in this episode, which would have been Ronnie Raymond's doppelganger, Joe S. doppelganger, Barry Allen's doppelganger. And Cisco's doppelganger, and none of those people, as far as we know, are Zoom. So that only leaves two people, if I'm if I'm not correct, Eddie Thon and Henry Allen, because they were both on the speed dial, but we didn't get to see either of them. So, like, well, Eddie... what did you like? What did you guys think about the fact that we saw a lot of people die in this episode? And like, what are you guys thinking about Zoom, Amy? Let's start with you. Well, I I still I still hold to the fact that it would be fascinating to see Zoom be Earth to Henry Allen because I think that would be a hard villain for Barry to comprehend and defeat. I think that emotionally that would be a very powerful villain. Uh, I do agree with Jason. Death is not permanent in this universe or in any universe. So just because a character's dead doesn't necessarily mean that they can't be Zoom. I think it definitely decreases the probability. I don't know if it's Joe. Um, I still, I, I, I kind of am, am ascribing to the possibility that again, if if you have a very resentful Barry Allen who continues to resent what our Barry took from him, which admittedly isn't a lot, but if you think about the fact that in his final moments, Joseph West forgave Bartholomew for whatever feud they had and Earth 2 Barry Bartholomew didn't get that forgiveness, I I would be resentful of that. So I could certainly see the possibility of Earth 2 Barry going evil, but I still, I, I like what you said, Lauren, about the idea that maybe it's a character who Barry promised something to and wasn't able to commit which you know could maybe in the next episode our Barry promises Iris something and then you know Earth 2 Barry is not able to give it to her I don't know something like that Um, but it's it's there's a lot of possibilities but I don't think I agree with Jason I don't think death necessarily prohibits a character from being zoom but I don't know if they'd go that far that they could have staged maybe something that uh, that maybe let's say if Joseph was Zoom, maybe he told Epstorm to hey, fire something at me, and so we can kind of stage my death so that they don't know that it's me. So it's not impossible, but how far would he go with that? I don't know. You know, I actually have a crazy theory now of who Zoom is specifically because of this episode. Okay. I think that uh, Zoom is actually Jay Garrick now. Simply for that's, the fact that's that, fascinating. That, well, I I don't know like where this. I'm I'm guessing that this is a Jay Garrick in the future, um, because I'm guessing that uh, Jay Garrick has a villain from the comic books called the Rival, mm-hmm. and Rival is a black shadow image of him, and he and he and he has blue lightning and stuff like that, 
And I kind of wonder if this trial and error process to give um, uh, Jay his speed back, uh, what if we find out that Velocity 9 is what turns Jay into Zoom? And that all the Zoom stuff that we've seen, so so he gets so fast and vibrates so fast that he runs and he becomes addicted to speed, kind of like you get addicted to to a drug. And all of this stuff happens uh, between, like, say, episode 20 and 21 of this season. Like, all the Zoom stuff happens between those two episodes. What, okay, and then what, it's, and okay. it's all about curing future Jay. I could totally get on board with that because Zoom's build is very similar to Teddy Sears' build. And the fact that <laughs> that um, that Earth-1 Jake Gehrig's name is Hunter Zolomon, I mean, they don't just drop Zoom, that yeah. little like park bench Easter egg. Oh, by the way, my Earth-1 doppelganger is this classic villain from the comic book. So I could actually, I could really buy that theory. Now, if, if, it's, if it's future Jay... Who goes then back in time to steal the speed from past Jay? Would would it basically work as like what what it is called um, a self fulfilling paradox? Exactly what Jason just said. That yeah. was exactly what I was going to say. It was just the top of my tongue. No, but I actually like you know the rival would, would make a lot of sense because you know it can also make because then it's kind of connected to 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 Barry, but a little bit more connected to Jay, and maybe that's hopefully an indicator that Jay will get to play a bigger part in. Well, because then, because then, if you think about it, because and again, I you know I, this is just me spitballing, but then it makes the end of the season where Barry has to save Zoom instead of fight him or kill him. He's like, mm-hmm. I've got to save this guy. This guy that's been terrible, to, terrible to me is actually my friend, and and then it'll, it'll cause a lot of conflict because you know some people on the team will be like, kill him, let him die, and then Barry will be like, no, I have to save him. Like a this is my friend, Captain America moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, All right, don't I, do that to me. Don't do. I'm don't sorry. get me those stucky, stucky feelings out because oh man. Um, you know what? But how that could really work too is the whole going back to the whole promise thing. If Barry, I don't. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Barry promise to help Jay get his speed back? And so if yeah. that was the promise that Barry couldn't keep, and he was trying to steal the speed from Barry anyway, it just it seems like it really makes sense. Basically, uh, we've got enough theories here to write Earth four, five, six, and seven the story. So yes, let's do. do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I well, I hate, I hate it's coming up soon. So I, I guess we'll, I know what we will be doing. Um, but let's. Uh, I think that kind of you know, there's a, there's so much more we can talk about it. But I think we covered pretty much all of it, and uh, we have an exciting part two that is coming next week. So. Any final thoughts about uh, Welcome to Earth two before we get to some feedbacks? Yeah, like top three favorite episodes easily. Top- yeah, it's like it's kind of like what episode fifteen was last year for mm-hmm. Flash. I, I think it's really great, and I'm and I'm crossing my fingers and and hoping that next week we get a mention of somebody named Alan Scott. Oh, dude, if that happens, I'm gonna lose it because I'm like, then they, the, yeah, you yeah, don't know if it was the Green Lantern in the Golden Age. Yeah, technically the first one, like you know, yep. but I know that it's kind of you know all those first like you know like Jay Gary and Alan Scott, they all sort of got like retcon out or something um but no but that would be so much fun and um so so okay before we get to the feedback uh jason is sadly gonna have to leave because he's a very busy man so but he's gonna be back next week to keep talking earth 2 with us so jason first of all, thank you so much for coming on we're having no a thank you guys so much for having me. i love talking flash yeah and uh we look forward to doing it next week again with you so uh, what uh what where can people find you on the interwebs uh on so you on? can you can find me on on twitter 
and YouTube and Instagram at Jawin, J-A-W-I-I-N. I also host a weekly podcast called GeekHistoryLesson.com where we take one character of pop culture and explain their history. And then every weekday at DC All Access at the uh, DC Entertainment YouTube channel. And also a big congrats to Geek History Lessons because you guys just hit 100 episodes. Yeah, we crossed 100 episodes, man. Two years. So thanks, man. And uh, You're so welcome. And, and uh, uh, certain, you're, you're going to be on our show next week. So there you go. Am I? Have, yeah. has, it, has it happened already, or are we? Are we? Is, it, is there time travel going on right now? We're hinting into the future. There you go. Mm, oh yeah, so exactly. So kind of all days future past thing going on right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, am I looking? It's gonna, it's gonna be lots of fun. So yeah, but dude, thank you so much for always coming on, and we look forward to chatting with you next week. Always a pleasure. All right, so we uh, also saw we um, due to some technical difficulties, we also just lost Laura and uh, having a few computer problems and so on. But you know, she she will be she will be back with us next week and so on. So Amy and I are gonna finish up uh, this episode with some feedback and then some plugs and then a brief spoiler section about next week's episode. So Amy, what did our Twitter followers have to say about this amazing episode of The Flash? Well, Twitter loved this episode. As it shows, the ratings for this episode were incredible. So we have a lot of feedback. So I'm going to read out what we have. Thank you to everybody who joins in our live tweets. It makes it so much more fun. First up, from Addie Bostein, she said she loved every bit of it. West Allen is my jam, though. Paradox Kid says, Earth 2 Iris is my favorite version of her thus far. Killer Frost was amazing. Love, Danielle. Barry slash mom got me in the feels. I feel you, Paradox Kid. I feel you. Great name, by the way. At CM901, excuse me, at CM9801EG said, that was an intense episode. Awesome. I can't wait for next Tuesday. At Musical Alexia said, one of the best episodes of The Flash this season. Exciting from start to finish. Love it. Exclamation point, exclamation point. The underscore M-O-E underscore Dome said, Iris always saves Barry and Earth too and wears sexy lingerie. <laughs> and am I the only one who heard the TV say Mayor Snart? No, Mr. Modome, you are not. We caught that too. I Very vo- flashpoint. I would vote for him. <laughs> At Dymo315 said he needs to rewatch 10 times to even process all this stuff. One thing after another, this episode did not let us down. Two-parter, baby. At J.W. Wilkinson 84, Easter eggs galore. Huh. Bruce and Diane on the phone, Mayor Snart, Tokamak. Was that Diggle at the end in the mask? Which I totally thought, too. I agree with you, Mr. Well, it would make sense because, you Wilkinson. know, wearing that helmet is a, it should be a crime, I think. Um, but <laughs> Okay, I'm exaggerating. That's, that's dark. At Vandalique's surgeon i think because it said vandal so i was like vandal savage but then it turned to vandal surgeon right anyway he says super sweet ep earth 2 was awesome caitlin has a future in starfleet with those <laughs> last minute saves <laughs> 9.75 out of 10 another uh, tweet from cw the flash now I really liked this episode. I was glad to see Deadshot and Ronnie back. I wish they could tell us who Zoom is. At Foos Robert said, what did I just see? Supergirl, Alt-Arrow, Jonah Hex, Legion in the Speed Tunnel. Can't wait for next week. And I had a little bit of fun on the Flash podcast account this morning. I asked uh, fans out there, what would their Earth 2 doppelganger be like? And I got a lot of fun answers I wanted to read off. At VN Swift said, she'd be a villain. With Jay being a B6 head, who would stop her? 
I'm like, oh, nice job. V six head. Because he's he's a, he's like a junkie oh, for the V6. okay. Oh, like a, he's oh. killing himself. So I like I like that thought. At A V E I E S tweets said, "Good question. I'd like to be a good person still and a speedster, but be badass, but not bad." <laughs> At Sweet Justice Eleven said he would be a professional basketball player since that was his dream. At as a kid. At Miss Bell Blake said, I think villainous, it would be similar to the situation between Cisco and his evil half. At WM Katie said, My double is a distinguished surgeon. At night, she is a hero. Protect all the people who have nothing and kill villains. Very admirable. Uh, doppelganger miss wm katie uh, at disney's world said he'd be the opposite an, an arrogant guy with a way too full schedule mm-hmm. <laughs> at nylonus said he's captain cold but on earth too he's a good guy and i replied from the plash podcast account saying ah oh, we saw you in there mayor snart <laughs> and the last of my personal favorite mr joe p092 simply said he would be batman who wouldn't want to be Batman? Um, now, let, also, just quick question that you and I can throw with each other and so on. Um, if you could um, depict my Earth Two version, uh, what oh would God. I be on Earth Two, and what would and I will then pick what I think you would be on Earth Two. You would be. Who would Andy be on Earth Two? You would be a radio broadcaster in England. Like, in my mind, you have moved to England, you have become a radio broadcaster, and you do these really cool interviews with, like, CEOs and power players, and, like, you have the ability to change the world with your words. That's where I, that's where I see you. So kind of basically what you are now, but just in England. I could I could maybe go for that. Um, I don't have a good radio. Although maybe on Earth 2, I do have a good radio voice. Um, welcome to theflashpockets.com. Oh, I, I could maybe do that, actually. <laughs> so what would Amy Marie Hypnorowski be on Earth 2? Um, I think you would be... I think, actually, you would be, like, full out in the entertainment business. I think you would actually be... I think you would be the female Greg Belanti, actually. Like you would do like, you, know, like, like you would you would do like ten TV shows and like you would still be able to do all of them like you know look I don't I don't think it's a secret that Greg Bland doesn't sleep like he does too many shows that's awesome like he just got, like, he's doing another comic book show is that he's paired up with his Earth Two doppelganger. Ah. And so he's able to do twice as many things. See, this is what happened with Amy and Annie. Like, they are sphere-spiraling. Uh, you know, we it's all connected. Uh, yeah, I, Amy would be a multi-showrunner, uh, and she would live... I think you would live definitely... You would not live on the West Coast, though, like you do, right? I think you would live on the East Coast uh, in New York, and you would kind of, like, be a very high profile, but you would also be very active in, you know, because you love animals. So I think that instead of working at a zoo like you do right now, you would be more heavily active in you know animal charities and stuff like that so i think you would you would you would be a showrunner that would use your investment that you know you know your income and the money your money you get so on by making all those shows and help out the animals around the world done yeah i think that would be what you would do as so so it's kind of like it's almost like it's Kind of like the reverse that you're doing right now, because right now you're you know, you're working at a zoo and you're doing like you're doing tons of podcasts about TV shows. But now on Earth Two, you would be ruling TV shows and saving uh, animals. 
Um, since Lauren isn't here, what do you think Lauren would be on Earth 2? Oh, she'd totally be a TV writer. She's totally... It, Lauren is like... If I am the female Greg Berlanti, Lauren is my Andrew Kreisberg. And then I can have you guys on my radio show in England then. Um, Perfect. Yeah. We both love doing English accents, see, see, which I can't do right now I, because I, I'm stuffed I, up because I'm ill. <laughs> see, you can do a British accent and yet you put me in England when I'm like, you know, the, the, I can't even do one accent. That's sad. Um, but... <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, but that's gonna. <laughs> that was fun, by the way. But fact, guys, thank you so much. See, that's what I love about this podcast. That when we get people like this just interacting with us, sending their feedback and 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 tweets and suggestions, stuff like that. This is that. That's why I love doing this podcast. Also, one last part about this episode. Once again, how often is it that we have such an amazing episode that everyone loves? Like you know, how, when it pleases all of it, all of the fans of that certain show. Like, can you think of the last show you watched, Amy, where there was an episode that. Everyone simply loved, like, you know, crit- critics and fans and, you know, social media and stuff like that. And m- was there maybe a fringe episode that did that? That did what? That, did, that, that had that same, that same type of effect of literally the entire viewership and the entire fandom of the show loved. There was something for everyone in that, in this episode that everyone loved about. Like, it was, like... I don't think you can ever hear someone complain about Welcome to Earth 2. Like, can you think? Of I feel a- like it was the same with uh, the end of season two of Arrow. I feel like I feel like there were there were a lot of episodes in season two of Arrow that everybody really liked, just because Slade was such a, a phenomenal villain. But anyway, we're running out of time. I was hoping for one less fringe mentions, fringe men- fringe mentions, so that I could kind of set you up for having said it four times. Yes, uh, there was also the season three opening two episodes of Fringe that kind of everybody loved. And, and we have a total of four mentions of Fringe on this episode. So congratulations, Amy and Jace, because you know you did three, he did one. So I almost got you to five. But we're gonna start wrapping this up and so on. So let's get to some uh, plugs before we. Uh, you guys heard what Jason said. You can find him on Geekers Lessons, Detail Access, and at Jawan on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, Amy, you're a busy woman these days. What are you doing besides the Flash podcast? You can find me on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast as well as the Flash podcast and the uh, Assembly of Geeks podcast, the Peggy Carter podcast, and a brand new podcast for the hundred fans called Delinquents which you can find at pod, uh, excuse me, at delinquentspodcast.podbean.com. Does it have a Twitter account that people can follow? No, but we right now we have a hashtag, delinquentspodcast. Okay. I don't know if we're going to do a Twitter account because um, we're just kind of starting out. We may decide to. Yeah. Although it's a, it's a long name, so it may not fit it, but you know, you could go with delinquent pod, something like that. Um, but yeah, use that hashtag if you want to keep up with that. And who do you host that with? Uh, my two friends, Dia Mishra and Jen Lundstrom. Jen Lundstrom is the incredible artist, The Key Thief. Oh, and Dia Mishra works in the television industry. So we're able to to provide really well-rounded ideas on the hundred. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes we really don't. And honestly, the best conversations come on the points that we argue over. Because, uh, so, you know, it's it's all fun and dandy if everybody agrees. But if you could have a really good argument and discussion about something, I think that makes for a really entertaining conversation. I totally agree. Otherwise, you know, it would be kind of, like, it would be boring if all everyone always agreed on every single episode because then you kind of know that oh, if one person likes that, and we know that all the other hosts will like the same thing, and they can find you on Twitter at Amy underscore Marie ninety seven. Uh, is there anything else we want to plug uh, that you do? Nope, that's it. That's it. Uh, you can find this podcast on theflashpodcast.com. Uh, find it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vine, and Periscope. 
all under the flash podcast uh had fun doing a periscope lately that other week uh, hopefully we'll try to get some more of those going because it's fun to talk to you guys like during like the weekend and stuff like that um make sure to subscribe on itunes Stitcher radio and like you know like amy and lauren and adam and everyone here on the platform i said before by rating and reviewing us on itunes you you know trust me you support us so much while also downloading our episodes and so on because the more what is it you say amy? the more the, the more exposure we can get on itunes the more we can give back to our listeners in terms of red carpets um you know conventions like you know like amy went to heroes fan fest back in uh November, like we can do more things, but you know, by the more the, the more we grow and the more exposure we get, the more we can give back to you guys because we want to be able to be a, a big place for the Flash Fighting community. And um, yeah, so like if you have a few moments, head to iTunes, hit subscribe, rate us, and review us. Let us know what you love about the show, and uh, we really appreciate it. And you can, if you have any questions for like for me or Amy, or Laura, or any, or any recommendations you want to get about Flash comics or anything about the Flash, email us to flashpocket@gmail.com. We're a proud part of DCPodcast.com, which is an awesome podcast network f- featuring podcasts for Arrow, Little Tomorrow, which Amy ho- and Lauren host, Supergirl Radio, Little Gotham, The Flash Podcast, of course, and DC Movies Podcast. And uh, you can find me on my Twitter on, uh, on my Twitter at Andrew Becht, where I also have links up for um, my stuff at Hero Hollywood and TV Over Mine, uh, The Flash Podcast, of course. And also, I also run the, the Marvel website called uh, TheMarvelReport.com. And I think that's it. And also make sure to check out Lauren's work at Comic Resources, and uh, along with the, the podcast she does with Pagar Podcast and Little More Podcast. Um, is there anything else that that Lauren does that, that I forgot to mention? I think that's it. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Carter it, Court. Carter if you're Court. a fan of Agent Carter and you want to stick around um, and kind of connect with more Agent Carter fans, you can find Lauren and I working on the Carter Corps. Exactly. So, and like them on Facebook as well. So, there, uh, if you love uh, all things Agent Carter. So, but that's going to be it for uh, our our episode. We're going to get to a quick spoiler section now before we wrap up. So, if you're not sticking around for for all of our members here on the Flash Podcast, I'm Andy B. I'm Amy Murray. And we will see you next time on the Flash Podcast. <laughs> bad guy i'm calling it a lair tell us where he's keeping them are you serious we're going up there i'm wearing wingtips here but um i don't have much tread the flash only this tuesday at 8 7 central on the cw and welcome back uh what you just heard was the audio from the trailer called escape from earth 2 which is the second part of the earth 2 
two-parter, which will air next week on The CW, and Amy's going to read an official description, and we're going to do some fairy spiraling, as we always do. So, Amy, take it away. Next week's episode is entitled Escape from Earth 2, the exciting conclusion to the Earth 2 journey. On Earth 2, the team races to find Zoom's lair and asks for help from the most unexpected source. Meanwhile, back on Earth 1, Caitlin rushes to perfect Velocity 9 so that Jay can stop the Geomancer, guest star Adam Stafford. J.J. Macaro directed the episode with story by Tom Helbing and Aaron Helbing and teleplay by David Cobb. And we see in this trailer, we kind of see who this unexpected source is. And also kind of, I think this episode kind of set us up for that uh, with the... we can't do that. So what are you looking forward to the most uh, in next week's episode? And what do you hope that part two will, you know, like what, what do you think that we, what, what do you hope that we're going to get take away from this as they kind of like, because this seems that like it might be the last time in a good while that we actually go back to Earth 2. So uh, um, what do you think? I don't want to predict a whole bunch because we did a lot of, we did a lot of theory crafting oh, yes, we did. In, the, in the episode itself. So I just kind of want to see how it plays out. I want it to surprise me. I'd like earth to bury as much as I think it'd be fun to have like earth to bury go evil. I think it'd also be really cute just to see geeky dorky earth to bury. And um, I think what's going to be most fascinating is seeing velocity nine come to be in earth one but again one of the big problems we had with this episode was the fact that earth one had a storyline we kind of liked the idea of just keeping it in earth two so i hope that whatever happens with velocity nine does not get overshadowed by what is going to be a very cool episode on earth two yeah exactly and yeah no i i i hope that the earth one stuff is a little more compelling this time so because as even though i didn't care so much for geomancer's dialogues or anything like that he is a cool villain visually so hopefully we will there will be something fun with that, and um, yeah, no, I'm I I'm looking forward to see. I'm hoping we get to see one more Earth Two character that we did that we did not see la- this week. Um, that you know maybe we see Earth Two Wally. Like I would I want to see one more Ooh. one more character that we did not see. Uh, I know it probably can't be Eddie because um, is he still doing Quantico? Um, yes. Okay. To my knowledge. Okay, uh, so I don't think Eddie w- would show up in some, but I would like to see one more Earth 2 character. Um, it would be kind of fun if Barry gets to see his mom in flesh, kind of like give her one final hug or whatever. Like I, I want to see one more unexpected Earth 2 character before we kind of wrap up that part of the saga for now. But um, but yeah, guys, this has, been, this has been a long episode. Thank you so much for listening to this, and make sure to tune in next Tuesday at 8, 7 central on the CW for Escape from Earth 2. So until next time, Have a good one.